Oh, we're glad you could make it. Welcome to the Radar Cop Podcast. Now you can ride along with us on another episode. for coming back and joining us on episode 151. Bernie, no, wait, that's not the one. I'm your host, Alpha Mike, and we are transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet in the mountainous area of Florida. And today we are going to unravel a little bit about who this Bernie guy is. But prior, just before that, I want to talk a little bit about an episode that I'm coming up with, and it's basically called Death. And dealing with death, living with death, because death, unfortunately, is a part of life. And... um, I recently experienced it and with my dad and it's uh, you know a difficult process and no matter how old he was or sick he was a fighter to the end and those that knew him knew that but I never wanted to give up. I was in the fight with him, toe-to-toe, and up until that day that I was called from the hospital and told the news. Dealing with death during this corona issue is doubly impactful and so we're going to come up with an episode on that some people have experienced it during this time some haven't and some want to hear what the experience is about most definitely these are some strange and difficult times that we live in and I don't know how people can do it without the presence of God I know I never would have been able to stand this trial that came my way if it was not for God. And, of course, that reminds me it's time for God's Word here today. Guard your heart above all else. For it is the source of life. Proverbs 4.23 And um, remember, if you want to hear more about the Word of God, all you have to do is look us up on RaiderCopNation.com and 
within the website itself, there's a section that's called Test Everything. Click on that and you can hear this verse that I just read, the day of launching, which would be uh, August 12th. From that point on, you will hear a message explaining what I read, 15 minutes or less. That's all it takes, explaining what this verse is all about. Test Everything 1521 on RadioCopNation.com. They last on that website for 90 days. But there's always content there, and we know that God's Word never disappears. See the right ear and the right person is at the ready to hear the message that God has prepared for him or her. Episode 151, Bernie, no, not that one, is our show today. Do I sound a little bit down in the dumps? Well, most likely I am. But we've got to continue and push forward. Dad was my first hero, bigger than life. From the time I, I was born to now, he was my best friend, my confidant, someone that would never let me down and always had a wise word. He was, as I said, bigger than life to me when I was a child growing up, my first superhero and in his old age when he can when he got cancer he put on his superhero outfit once once more and he showed me that although for two and a half years he conquered cancer he went underwent um, chemo, radiation, surgery, and in our podcast that's going to be coming up, the titled "Death." I'll talk more about that. But then uh, he continued to be my hero because uh, he inspired many during the cancer stage he fought on as far as I'm concerned he won that battle he died of something else but that time was predestined by God and although we don't understand it we know it is God's will so RaiderCopNation.com, you you can always get in contact with us. Remember, right after the election in November, we're going to start slowing down our social network um, profile or personalities. And we are going to either remove or slow down our social media, depending on the platform. And, you know, some of it will just go 
all all together because it's not what we want. And unfortunately, some might have a different of opinion, but I know I'm a victim of it, and that is trolling and how Twitter and Facebook, and they basically control... Oh, LinkedIn, that's another biggie. They control whatever you put on your post. If they don't like it, then not too many people are going to notice it. And it's a shame that this is going on. Companies that have received special laws to protect them, that they've turned around now and feel righteous enough to censor people. And I'm not going to go back and forth and let's give them another chance and kumbaya. No. The reason we're still going on because we have an obligation to vocally let people know about police officers' lives matter also. Corrections officers' lives matter also. And we will continue doing so. We also believe that this is a free country, a free nation. It is a nation blessed by the Heavenly Father himself, and we are a product of that blessing. Anyone else that has a difference of opinion that's your opinion, but it is not mine. And I'm going to continue to fight for this nation because it was created and inspired by God for a purpose. So, with that being said, we march on to an election. It's important to vote. And through these, this microphone... I will use that as an airway. Never offending anyone. Never belittling anyone. Speaking facts that I think I can hold my own and basically say why I feel the way I feel and what is the best interest of the industry that I call the career. I don't vote based on your ethnicity. I don't vote based on how you part your hair, grow your mustache, or how tight your stockings are. I vote by the policies that he or she feels that they need to do and how they are in line with my ideals. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And no party affiliation. Do I have one, a card of one now? Of course I do. This is not a time to be dancing on the fence. But I've had both parties in my wallet at one time or another. But more now than ever, I can say that I am an independent. Might not say it on my voter's registration card because I felt compelled to keep it under one party. 
But in my mind and soul, I am an independent. Because to be stupid and idiotic in politics, they come in all colors, shapes, and forms, and political parties. Don't forget, we live in troubled times, and this is the time more than ever that you need protection. The USCCA is that barrier of extra layer of protection for you and for me. Not only does it provide us legal protection and financial protection, lawyers cost a lot of money nowadays, it also gives you a huge amount of training resources as well. In the near future, we'll have podcasts on some of the training that they're doing to enlighten those that are not members. Membership is as small as $22 a month, pretty good and very impressive package, up to $47 a month. That's the high end of it. And we know that in times like this, $47 a month can sound like a gazillion dollars. But if you're going to wear a gun in, conceal, in concealment in today's society, and the possibility that you have to take that gun out of the holster and engage is frightening, not so much prior or during, but after. Because the liberal entity will come at you at full force. You need protection, and that is in the form of the USCCA. And it's as simple as ever now. All you have to do is grab your phone, dial 87222-87222, and text the word RAIDER, R-A-I-D-E-R, to 87222. Of course, down in the bottom of the show notes are is a link for the USCCA. We are an affiliate with them. So there's a little bit of change that comes our way if you sign up today. What are we going to do with that? Get rich? No. It will not be getting rich, I can guarantee you, on that little bit of money that comes in. But it will allow us to buy upgraded equipment. Believe it or not, we've been on um, here going on three years because we were L Police Radio, then we turned it into Radio Cop Nation, Radio Cop Podcast, and microphones and stuff like that that are three and four years old are kind of outdated nowadays. And so you got to continue upgrading. And uh, we have uh, all the interest in the world to go into YouTube or there is something similar to YouTube that we'll be really looking at. And, you know, you got to buy camera equipment, and camera equipment isn't cheap either. My co-host, now celebrating their seventh month, my little friend is in his little training program, getting bigger and better and more abusive than ever. ever. But uh, we'll, we'll see him when the channel goes live in 2021. So we hope you can make it. All right. Well, I've babbled enough, and I'm glad I'm back. This is the first time since we launched in 2017 that we skipped a beat. We skipped a beat in the honor of 
a man that raised me and made me the man that I am today. And I am eternally grateful for God for allowing me the father that he gave me. But that being said, episode 151, Bernie, no, wait, not that one, this one. September 4th, 1955, in Newark, New Jersey. Mom, Patrick Joanne Bailey, Irish-American. Father, Donald Raymond Carrick, had a Russian grandfather. His surname was actually Kaparkik, and they changed it to Carrick. Grandfather did. When... um, coming to this country was raised in Patterson, New Jersey dropped out of high school in 1972 enlisted in the United States Army to serve the country and remember he dropped out of high school so he gained his GED during his tour of duty with the United States Army Stationed in Korea, he became a military police uh, officer, which is uh, MP. And um, after his service to our country, he went on to private industry in providing security for the royal family of Saudi Arabia and security detail. That uh, from 81 to 82, he went back to New Jersey, went back home to Passaic County Sheriff's Office, where he was a part of the, the correctional family. 1982 to 1984, became chief of investigation for King Faisal of Saudi Arabia. In 84, through mostly a more of a political issue that occurred he was uh, fired and deported from Saudi Arabia back home to the good USA 1986 he joins the NYPD meeting Rudy Giuliani sometime after that in 1990 quickly became a member of team Rudy in 1993 for that election and in 1994 after Rudy wins election Bernard Carrick is joining now remember he was a police officer during this time and he's going to join the New York City Corrections Department better known as the boldest that is their nickname 
and he becomes like an assistant to the commissioner. Does that for quite a while. 98 and 1998 to the year 2000, he becomes the New York City Corrections' boldest. Uh, he's promoted in a series of promotions uh, in that organization and ultimately becoming the commissioner of the New York City Corrections Department. Now, Bernie had a little bit of correctional experience. He also had police experience in undercover operations and drug and narcotics, or, you know, that kind of stuff. So we'll look at in a little bit how the rank and file in the NYPD, when they get him now, because his next promotion that's coming up, remember, he's the commissioner of the New York City Corrections Department from 98 to the year, the year 2000. Now, August 21st of that year, 2000, Rudy Giuliani bestows upon him to become the 40th commissioner of the NYPD. This is no light feat. This is a major event here. And Carrick is, although he worked for the NYPD, remember, we just read his bio. In 86, he joined still kind of seen as a little bit of an outsider for whatever reason. Carrick, um, some people accused of playing politics to leapfrog through the ranks all the way to the top. Well, I don't believe he did. And the reason for that is he was a street guy. He didn't finish high school. And not because he wasn't smart, but because just didn't finish high school. The school of hard knocks had knocked, and he decided to leave high school, join the army, get it that way. Just did a little harder than the the rest of the guys. So he bounced around private industry, and then settled down in the NYPD. How in the world they ever saw him as an outsider, I don't know, because he did join. He was doing his due diligence and his duty. But nevertheless, that will start as soon as he's appointed the commissioner of the NYPD. Politics they accused him of, but really the people that were saying it were more involved in politics than he was. I believe that Bernard Couric was thrusted into those positions by a visionary, the mayor of New York York City, Rudy Giuliani. Because what you read on paper about Bernard Couric necessarily did not equate to his heightened level of of attention and intelligence. But Rudy Giuliani quickly picked it up and said, this guy is just not street material. I need him to lead the charge from the front and with authority. But Rudy was smart, the mayor of New York. He decided that he'd 
bring them up, but bring them up in baby steps. Some people may even argue, well, he never really wanted him to go all the way up to commissioner of the NYPD. I think he did. I think whatever whatever situation presented itself, they were going to address. But what he did know is he had a gem. So what did he, Bernard Carrick do when he became commissioner of the NY Corrections Department, NYC, DOC? Well, he came up with some pretty good results. And one of the things he, he stopped, he reduced the violence in jails. Prior to this, stabbings or shankings, as they call them, and assaults and all those issues that happen in jails, dealing with drugs and so forth, Carrick found out that no matter what crime they committed in jail, the prosecutor was not very much interested in prosecuting. This is because they saw it as a lost effort You charge him, it's going to get credit time served. I don't have the staff or the money or the resources to do it anyway. Carrick wasted no time as the commissioner of the New York City Corrections Department by calling that, those prosecutors, those district attorneys, and telling them, why can't you do that? Why haven't you done it? Well, through the array of baloney excuses... He heard I didn't have enough manpower. He said, well, I'm going to send you a group of investigators. Close these cases out. Let's start prosecuting people for breaking laws. Just because you're behind the walls of a jail doesn't mean that your constitutional rights are left outside that door. And it doesn't mean that you're there as a punching bag or you know, a weapon that people can, you know, shank you with. No, you're there serving your debt to society if you've been found guilty. If you haven't, they're working through the process to find you innocent or guilty. So therefore, you can't check in your constitutional rights at the door. So... He got his point across and prosecutions started coming in fast and furious and that number started to go down. He also instituted the emergency service unit which came from the NYPD and he wanted to mirror one now in the New York City Corrections Department to show a strong force to those incarcerated individuals better known as inmates, that they were not playing. They're serious. They're going to bring down these numbers one way or another, and we're going to start charging people, and we've got an army to start looking for these weapons and these things that are being used against other people. He came up with a mindset in corrections that was Missing, and that is the warrior mindset. 
The warrior mindset reminds an officer of whatever capacity, police or corrections, that their job is to go home to their family. They have to work efficiently, effectively, and there are times matters are going to be fluid and dynamic and dangerous that may cost them their life or serious injury. So they have to be at the ready. As a result of that, Carrick's view of this new corrections brought major results and data for the city of New York. They saw an individual that wasn't Harvard graduate or didn't go to the Ivory League College of his choice, went to the School of Hard Knocks and got a GED in the Army. But he's a straight guy, so he knows how to run the agency because he sees himself. Pay attention. Put your ear closer to the speaker so you can hear this. Bernard Carrick saw himself in those roles. That's why he was successful. See, he wasn't the commissioner that just floated in and I got 30, 40, 50 years of experience as chief, but not like the Indian. And Carrick was the Indian. So he shed light on a lot of things. Did such a good job over there, of course, Mayor Giuliani brings him in as the 40th commissioner of the NYPD. Again, the rank and file. Eh, they were like, I don't know about this guy. And the command, well, they didn't like him because he wasn't like they were. You know, he didn't really go up the ranks around here. We don't play politics. And we bleed blue. Or do they? Or do they bleed ballroom blue? Nevertheless, when Carrick was appointed, the auditorium of the NYPD headquarters, which is pretty big, probably bigger than the local police department where you might be hearing this from. And there's where the command staff will assemble to listen to the commissioner. He took the opportunity in his first presentation. Remember, he's coming from corrections as their commissioner. So that already was frowned upon because we know that corrections is the forgotten profession. And they're not like real, you know, they just, you know, feed them, don't they? They're not like real cops. What the hell they are. That's the mindset. So when Carrick got over there, he had to wear those too. Those, that, that sticker. Outsider, GD, not very smart, came from corrections. He had to wear all those stickers. And he wore it effectively effectively in the NYPD commissioner role up until September 11, 2001. 
is when they really started to shine. So here you have a guy that doesn't have the Ivy League school, but he's got the street smarts to figure out if I want A and B to perform a certain way, I've got to change C and D. And Carrick was good at doing those things. But unfortunately, after he left the NYPD, new mayor came in, things were different. He is nominated by President George Bush, son Bush, and nominated to become the United States Secretary of Homeland Security. He takes this honored nomination, not knowing what he's about to get involved in. You see, he has to go through the haters. And the haters will, you got it, hate. And they hated Carrick. They found him on a couple of fibs here and there. One of them is having a nanny with no papers. Shame on you. They hung him high. There were some tax issues. He also through what was considered an awkward gift from a construction company and blah, blah, blah. And they renovated my house, but out of friendship. And, well, it didn't translate well, and Bernie ended up with about 30 months serving, and they called it a conviction. He's convicted of tax fraud, false statements, and uh, after 48 months, I see, 48 months, he gets sprung from prison. He learns a lot in prison. And one of the things he learns is, what in the world are all these people doing here? Because what really troubled him is that a lot of people, they were in there for like nonviolent crimes, BS crimes, had to provide for their family. They were a source of taxation. And they're sitting here picking their nose now, not being productive. He saw it as a waste. It became affidavit an advocate for criminal justice and prison reforms that you see today. Bernard Carrick could easily have run for mayor or any other political position in anywhere USA and probably have won. So... That notion that he, well, you know, he played politics because he likes to be political is not necessarily right. Now, here's one that if you are somewhat liberal, if you are what is considered a tree hugger, I would advise you to cover the ears of the little ones that might be listening to the speaker as I say this. Bernard Carrick 
with a tremendous background in law enforcement. Guy that dropped out of high school, went into the Army, got his GED, ran the New York City Corrections Department, New York City Police Department, during the most difficult times in the history of those agencies, which was September 11th in New York City. Here he is now, in federal prison. I need you to cover the little one's ear if you're a liberal, because you might go into Trump derangement syndrome. But President, the 45th president of the United States gave Bernard Carrick presidential pardon. Scream now, it's okay. But it was done for a lot of reasons. One, because he was vocal. He's an advocate for prison and criminal justice reform because he saw it on the other side. Remember, we talked to you about why was he an effective leader? He was an effective leader because he saw himself as every position. He never ate with a golden spoon, so he could do that. At the end, Bernard Carrick receives the presidential pardon, and he's starting to become more vocal on news programs and so forth, because he can help so much this law enforcement industry today. Not too many chiefs going around saying, I was a chief in both disciplines. No, 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 I've never been to an Ivory League school or Harvard. I'm just a regular Joe running an agency. And that's Bernard Carrick. He wrote a book, a book that I think uh, changed the industry and was loved by the corrections industry especially. The book... The Lost Son, Life in the Pursuit of Justice by Bernard B. Carrick. And the reason it was loved so much in the corrections industry is because corrections suffers from an identity crisis. They're guards. No, they're officers. No, they're prison guards. No, they're security. No, nobody knows. They can do. No, they can't do. They have. No, they don't. And because corrections has been engulfed by liberals all over them, these institutions. And so it's a watered-down version of policing. And they loved his book because it basically told them, wait, 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 doing it wrong. You're supposed to be a cop. And... That's why it was loved in that industry. So, he goes on, the 40th Police Commission of NYPD, they don't like it, but they got to suck it up and put on their little big boy pants. And they endured. Bernard Carrick is their 40th commissioner. Today, as I said, he's more outspoken. He's on TV. And it's these are important times to stand up and defend your police officers 
wherever your jurisdiction is, they're being eaten alive by these commies. And some people are starting to drink the Kool-Aid and believe it, that police policing in America is bad. And in actuality, policing in America is one step away from total chaos. So stand up for your police officers. Stand up for what we've been doing in this country in regards to criminal justice. Even the reforms are good. Don't let these buffoons fool you or dictate to you and say, I'm not proud of my country. That's their business. But I think we're on the right track. This is the greatest experiment ever seen by man. We've been doing pretty good until these Bolsheviks showed up out of nowhere and told us that we're idiots. But we're not idiots. We're patriots. Song of the Week. You know, we celebrate the Song of the Week on every podcast. And we've been doing a lot of doo-wop stuff, you know, because I love doo-wop. But today we are going to celebrate, as always, our song of the week. And I'll give you a little taste of it so you can hear it. I love this type of music. Hey! So, if you guessed when you heard it and you said, come and get your love by the group called Redbone, you would have been a winner on today's show. Up next, episode 152, which will air the 19th of August, in our Wise Guy series, Chin. Chin Gigante. And gigante means big, big chin. We are getting a lot of interest in our Wise Guys series, so that's going to be an interesting one as well. We live in difficult times, and when there are tough times, we need tough people. Hate no one, love everybody, understand that our time on this earth is limited. We wither away like the grass quickly. And the decisions that we make for our eternal souls could be a heavenly experience or a very hot experience that has gone wrong. It's your choice. Make it wisely. As always, it is my honor and pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Nation. Continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. Pray for your family, for your community, for the police and corrections agencies that serve you. And most importantly, continue to pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike. 
and I'm out. And guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet. Thank you.